but just had a comfort level in sitting down and talking with Ralph. You, uh, he has a great presence to him. Uh, you can see right away he has that passion for teaching, but also the passion for the game of hockey. And, and you just look at his, his resume, you look at his background. Um, he's got a history of you know, going into difficult situations, challenging situations and having success. Um, he's coached at so many different levels, whether it's NHL, Olympics, World Championships, World Cup. We felt he was going to be a great fit for a group here. Good afternoon, everyone. Hope everyone's having a happy Thursday. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 38. Man, oh man. And Joe and Luke back once again for another episode. Talking Sabres. It's been a couple weeks. A week, maybe. Who knows? Uh, couldn't I think about last a week, week and a half. Yeah, it's been like a week and a half. But uh, couldn't record last week. But you know what? We're back. We're going to make it up to you guys. Maybe a little bit of a longer episode today, who knows, we'll see. But Ralph Kruger hired as coach right after we stopped recording the last episode. Elliot Friedman, a Friege bomb, if you will, uh, mentioned subtly that uh, uh, Ralph Kruger is a candidate for the Sabres head coach, and a couple days later he is introduced as the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. So what are your thoughts on... Uh, Mr. Ralph Kruger, you know, ex-head coach of the Sabres. I like it because a lot of other people in the hockey world do. So I think, hey, I mean, the the general consensus, we got to roll with it because no one really said anything about Housley. I don't remember Devil's any... advocate, though, Phil Housley being hired as a Sabres coach was universally loved. So take that. I don't, I don't really want to – I don't want to buy into the fact that everybody thinks it's a good hire. I'm kind of on the fence still. I think it. I I like him. He he seems like he is a good fit. I think I haven't said this, but you know I don't like Ted Nolan. But he see, he strikes me as a better Ted Nolan, a more of a motivator type. And I think that's more what they need. That he, I don't know. It's, he seems like he's not the system kind of guy. He seems like he's a player's coach. Gets along with his team, he can fire them up, a motivator, so maybe that's what they need, not so much focus on system, but I, th- I like the hire, I like it. I don't have anything else to go off of other yeah. than the Again, one. I don't really know much about him, mm-hmm. but everything that I hear about him, he seems like he's going to be a good fit, but it seems like he's going to need to bring in some good assistance. Sounds like Steve Smith is definitely going to be back, and Steve Smith and Ralph Kruger were on the staff in Edmonton together. If you watched Oil Change, we've referenced Oil Change many times on this podcast for some reason. But, uh, yeah, both I would imagine that he's going to retain Steve Smith on his coaching staff considering that they work together in Edmonton. Other than the lockout season, I have nothing to go off of for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just – I'm going with what everyone else is saying. I Because I, there's – I mean – And that was – what other besides the one year where the Oilers made it to the second round and I think they lost to Anaheim, but that lockout season was good for the most part for the Edmonton Oilers. They were in a playoff spot and then they lost like nine games at the end of the season and then they missed out. But I'm gonna bring up that team actually just so because 
I haven't thoroughly looked over the roster. They had the oh, big, it's they, horrible. Had, it's they horrible. had the big three there. They had the uh, they had Jordan Everly. They a had good the year Taylor for Yakupov Hall. too. They had the Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They had the Nail Yakupov. Uh, why did it take me? Oh, it took me to Oilers sweater numbers when I go <laughs> to bring up their 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 season. Here we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to go off of other than other people's opinions. So hey, the hiring sounds pretty promising. Uh, it seems like he's a guy. I haven't heard him speak yet. But I don't know if he has an accent or whatnot. But he's uh, from Canada. He's okay. So from he's Manitoba, I think. So. Okay, uh, but yeah. I, so this is their uh, their top three goal scorers in that season were Taylor Hall, Sam Gagne, and Jordan Everly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what he was able. If you want to cre- uh, credit him with this, what he was able to get out of this team uh, had thirty one different players play, uh, and a forty year old. Nikolai Habibulin on that team as well, but um, I didn't know this. But Ryan Rashog, he was on GR last week, I think, and he said that at that trade deadline, the Oilers were close to acquiring Ben Bishop from the St. Louis Blues, but they weren't willing to give up a second round pick. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's what we've come to expect from the Oilers is nothing but disappointment mm-hmm. and regret. Mm-hmm. But Kruger, I like the signing. Uh, recently, of course, soccer chairman with. Southampton. Oh I just want to get this off FC. my chest. I hate seeing people say, "Oh, I can't believe they hired a soccer coach." No, Ralph Kruger has been coaching in hockey for many, many years. Like it, it's got to be at least fifteen years now. He was, uh, he was with Carolina in some capacity when they won the Stanley Cup in two thousand six, too. I believe. I don't remember exactly it might have been like a small front office role and he was also coaching in switzerland too i believe and he was also a big part of the success for team canada in the 2014 Sochi olympics too they gave him a lot of credit so yeah i like the hire i don't really have a problem with it again uh dave Tippett would have been fine too but i think that both of these whether it was whether it would be dave Tippett or ralph Kruger, fine now you know what I have a, a little Ralph Kruger, I found out, is a bit of a renaissance man. Of course, not only has he been an executive overseas in soccer, now an NHL coach, of course, for the second time, but also, this is according to his Wikipedia page, he is a member of the World Economic Forum since 2011. It is a, he and he has a title, it is Member Global Agenda Council on New Models of Leadership. He is literally a part of a global leadership council. And I think he wrote a book, too. Did he really? Yes. This is like the Marv Levy of hockey coaches. This man is going to be brilliant. Um, I'm very excited for it. But, yeah, it's the World Economic Forum based in Geneva, Switzerland. Hmm. Yeah. So he is a – he's a Well-rounded. He's an international man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, again, no problem with the hire. He strikes me as a more polished Ted Nolan. Again, mm-hmm. not – not much to go off of here. I don't really know much about him besides what has been said about him the past couple of weeks. But again, I think I'm happy with the hire. Personality-wise, I'm getting Babcock vibes. He seems you know? like, I mean, like you look at you're looking at his pictures right now. He seems like a very serious guy. But listening to him talk, he seems like he doesn't seem like a like a sixty year old old geezer. You I know, think he just he seems like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, I guess. The name Kruger probably just intimidates people and makes you think he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I saw that 
some again, as I said earlier, him being more of a motivator, not as much of an X's and O's type of coach, he was going to need like a good, a really good coaching staff. And I heard Mike Bellucci, uh, Carol, Carolina's AHL affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers head coach, as a potential option as well. And also Philadelphia, they cleaned up, cleaned out their coaching staff. They brought in Mike <laughs> Yo and Michelle Terry. They brought in three head coaches. Yes, and so that leaves Chris Nomblock available. So maybe they can bring him in. I would love to see them bring in Nomblock and Bellucci, and then you keep Steve Smith on the staff as well. And then that's that's pretty solid coaching staff. I would mm-hmm. definitely take that. And yeah, I'm excited. And you know what's important? Jack Eichel liked that uh, post. Yeah, about... he liked the post. He didn't like the post about Phil Housley. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But Jack's yeah. the man. And you know what is interesting, too? Jason Bottrell said in an interview, I believe, with the instigators that Jeff Skinner was waiting to see who yeah, the And that makes was. sense. Like, everyone's freaking out that Skinner's not signed yet. It, what's the date today? It is May 23rd. 23rd. They don't. They got a lot, a lot of time before July first. A lot of time, and of course, Jeff Skinner is not going to sign an eight-year extension if they don't have a coach. Of course, Kruger is going to sit down with Skinner and his agent soon. I would hope, and then they're going to talk. And then Skinner's like, you know what? I like this guy. I want to play for him for a few years before he gets fired. Cool. I really don't want to lose Jeff Skinner. What happens if they lose him? If they lose I, him, then there's... I can't wrap my mind around what the where do we go succession from plan is. Do they trade for Phil Kessel? Maybe we'll talk about that a there's little later. There's nobody that can come up to replace him. Like Not signing him is completely... It's it's mindless. Mm-hmm. It, it It's oblivious to what this team needs, I think. It's just... There's not a you, free agent <laughs> out there that... You can't let it add the wing, at least, that would be able to fill... His goal scorer, besides besides Artemi Panarin, of course, but I don't think he's not Artemi come Panarin's to coming to Buffalo. But yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. It's because you hear Bottrell talk whenever he's on the radio. He's like, "Yeah, we're having positive talks," and then you'll hear some people in the media saying, "Yeah, it's a coin flip at this point." So I don't know. Pay him what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. You gotta give him eight years. You gotta overpay a little. Then you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And it's not just because, oh, the cap's rising every year. No, it's because you have nobody else at that position, and you need this player. Because they don't fall, they don't grow on trees. They don't. No. Well, they got one in the draft this year. Cole Caulfield. Draft him. But he's 5'6". What do you mean? You can't, you, you oh. can't be good in the NHL. I'm excited for six. the suburban hockey dad takes when Cole Caulfield gets drafted. He's the size of an overgrown third grader. He does look like a third grader, though. He does. In fairness to the suburban hockey dad. He looks like... Um, like a twelve-year-old Drake Bell, or yes, I think you yeah. mentioned that. On, yeah, on the yeah. Podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we? I shall we continue talking about Phil Castle that I just brought up, or do you want to get into the playoffs? You know what? Talk about whatever. I just can't wait to get into the Royal Blue debate. Yes, That's we're, we're going to save the Royal Blue we'll debate for last. Because we'll save that for last. I have some takes <laughs> and some reactions. If there's there's the things that I'm passionate about in hockey are like goalies and uniforms pretty much mm-hmm. okay and the yes. playoffs yeah okay I, I want to talk about phil kessel so and history i think that the sabers should consider trading for phil kessel what's it going to take i don't know 31st pick absolutely easily i would trade the 31st pick for phil kessel but what what are the penguins going to ask for they're probably going to ask for like casey middlestat or something like that but i think 
if you can retain Jeff Skinner and you can trade for Phil Kessel, you got Victor Olofsson coming up. Those are three goal scorers that you got in your top six then. Now, you probably got to trade Nylander, one of Nylander or Thompson, the, fir- the 30 or 31st pick in the draft, and then something else, fine. Whatever you got to do. Go get Phil Kessel. I don't care. It's a $6.8 million cap hit for three more years. You're not going to have to pay Rasmus Dahlin big money for two for two more years. Unless Middlestat has a crazy year next year, you're probably not paying him big money. Uh, because Reinhardt was signed to a bridge contract for some reason, you're going to have to probably pay him like $7 million next year. But they got the cap room to do it. They got the room. Go Go get somebody good. Why not? Why not Phil Kessel? You I know some people don't like him for whatever reason, but he can still play. He and he's like 30, 31 years old. He's still one of the better goal scorers in the league. Absolutely. I will take Phil Kessel on this team any day of the week. I think the perception from those who don't like him is that they think he's out of shape. I don't care. He's, he can still skate. Mm-hmm. He's a really good skater. Mm-hmm. But, and then people are going to bring up all the locker room concerns, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Evander Kane was traded partially for the locker room. And, yeah, he really messed up the Sharks' locker room going to the Western Conference Final. O'Reilly was traded for locker room. And, you know, we, we said we we're not going to talk about Ryan O'Reilly this episode. But, you know, that's how it goes. And look where the St. Louis Blues are. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly's leading them to the cup, potentially. So, enough of this locker room garbage. Go get good players. Go get Phil Kessel, if you can. Without... Trading Casey Middlestat or anything crazy. What about Rasmus Ristolainen? Well, for, y- for they need defense. Castle. Yeah, they need defense, especially right-handed shot. I believe too. you. You mentioned Tage Thompson, and I hate to veer too far off track here, but my concern with trading Tage so early, I think I would I would definitely rather keep Tage Thompson than Alex Nylander. Now I know if it's you were going to trade one of them, I would trade Nylander. I think Nylander has more value too. It's not smart to build a hockey team on what ifs and hold on to guys. But what if Tage Thompson turns into Sean Couturier? Yeah, guy, and then, again, know? a lot of people bring up Sean Couturier mm-hmm. on Sabres Twitter. Sean Couturier just started mm-hmm. to become good yep. last year. Yeah. How old is he? Is he 25? Tw- yeah, he's 26. Patience, but people. It's patience. Just, listen, patience, please, because it's, it's happened before. It's like the buffoons that would, were calling Sam Reinhart a bust when he was 19 yeah. years old. Like, you have to have patience. Sean Couturier is the number one center. Leon now. Dreisaitl, recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was thought of to be not all well, that Well, like, he, Edmonton rushed him and sent him back to junior, and everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they picked this guy third overall. Now he's a 50-goal scorer. Now, you got to have patience with these players. Thompson, you have to be patient with because he has, he has that shot. Yes, if, he has the shot. If it, I think if, ro- if Tage Thompson can figure it out, mm-hmm. he could be a 25-goal scorer yeah. in the league. If you can refine whatever it is that he's not good at, you have a ready-made goal scorer right he, there. He's got to get stronger. I think if he just uses his body more, mm-hmm. you got a premier power forward. Mm-hmm. But, again, he's tw- – how old is he? 22? 21? He's a former first-round pick. The talent is clearly there. It's you got to have patience with these and guys. You got to forget that he's in the Ryan O'Reilly trade yeah. because people aren't gonna people are gonna be on him. It's not his fault he got traded in the O'Reilly trade. It's not his fault. Twenty two should not be the end of the line for these prospects. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Just especially a team like the Sabers, who are nowhere near being ready to compete, in my opinion. 
We have the time to be patient. Okay, maybe the fan base doesn't have the time or the patience, but we have the time. The team has the time to be patient with these guys because God knows we're super far off. And I think if you look at, like, you try and build a roster for next year, it's hard to include Nylander, Thompson, Olofsson all in the lineup. It's hard. Like, you have trouble, like, placing them all in. I think there's no way that you can have both Nylander and Thompson on the team two years from now. Olafson guaranteed himself Olf, a spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way he played at the end of the year, yeah. I think he's. I think be on just the, team. the pace he was scoring at, like it's no fluke. Like when you call up a guy mm-hmm. like that, and especially his performance in the AHL as well. Absolutely. So I think, and it's probably going to be Nylander. I think there's probably a better than fifty percent chance that Alex Nylander's traded in the off season. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I have no reason, no nothing to back that up. But I just. My gut feeling says Alex Nylander is going to get traded in the offseason. And, and I, I like him. I like him, but... I don't think I would feel anything if that happened. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't feel much anymore. And, like, if they trade him for, like, a a mid-second round pick, whatever. But I want a roster player. Yeah. Like I want, you can, I want you a can f- package him for Phil Kessel. I want a sure. Phil Kessel in that trade, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Go get good players. And I, we'll bring up the... 31st pick a little later, but... Find something with Florida. Maybe they have something they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Jonathan Huberto. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, have you been paying attention to these Stanley Cup playoffs? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar I have been. I don't care. I lost all all passion for the playoffs in, during the second round. I'm just like, eh, whatever. The first round, it, that was probably one of the best first rounds in recent memory, but... Is this our first show since the hand pass? Yes. It is? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, right, because we record on game one. Yeah. During game mm-hmm. one. Okay. Well, uh, I want to talk about this first, actually, because I, I do have some thoughts on this. I thought at the time the only way the NHL can justify this is if they said it deflected off his hand. It wasn't a pass. It deflected. Clearly a hand pass, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not what people want to hear, but it's the truth. The referees can't see everything. The f- it's not the referee's fault. What it is... Well, there's a referee right behind the net, though. Right? But there could be bodies obstructing the view and everything. Mm-hmm. The real fault here is that this is not a reviewable play. And that's going to change. Oh, yes. If, if 100%. That, that's going to change. If that w- referees make mistakes all the time on plays that are reviewable, and nobody cares afterwards. But this one is 100% going to change. Because I mean, there's no reason why it shouldn't... Why? Why is it not reviewable? It. I. Uh, but. Uh, it. It winds up. It might have even been what prompted the Blues to yeah. destroy the Sharks for the next three games. Because I. Probably. I don't remember the score. Um, I'm gonna look up the score game four. But I know at least in the last two games of the series, the Blues outscored the Sharks ten to one. So the Blues were quite motivated. I guess you could say. By this one, uh, the Blues get revenge from the 2016 conference final as well, winning in six. Game four was two one Blues, so they outscored them twelve to two in the last. I'm still last three on games. the the buy low on Martin Jones train. I'll take him, absolutely, because again, I don't think this team's making the playoffs next year with 
uh, Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton. You're so. certainly not making it with Allmark. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll tell I, you that for free. It's going to be tough. I don't... Unless, like, again, Jordan Bennington, he just came out of nowhere. Maybe, hopefully, Allmark can have a resurgence like Jordan Bennington. But, yeah. Anyways, back... back another, an, another thought, just while we're on topic of controversial calls and whatnot, the Landis Cog offsides thing from a couple weeks ago from the the second round i think the nhl needs to move the bench doors into the neutral zone the ones that are like outside the blue line Mm -hmm. because then stuff like that won't happen and teams won't be getting screwed or you have to count that guy as just not on the ice and not a part of the play you know what i'm saying yeah yeah because i mean guys are i it's it's something that's always bothered me just not just now not just after that but it's always been a question in my mind like well, guy comes on the ice through the door, he's offsides automatically. But True. I mean, you yeah, want you want to eliminate this problem, just move the bench doors in. I'm sure I'm sure you can weld the door together to the wall and take a saw and make another door inside the neutral zone. But mm-hmm. uh, I just think it's it's an obvious fix to this, and it, for so long it's been the benches end inside the other team's zone. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's something that teams don't like if they're on defense and they're making a change in the defensive zone and. Your guys out there quicker, but I mean, what's two feet gonna do? But uh, I just think it's a change that is overdue. I hope uh, I, I haven't seen anyone else like mention it though. Like, why? Yeah, why, never... why are the doors? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just stupid to me. I think it's just it's just a design flaw. It's something that you should just see when you're designing it and just think like, huh, that doesn't seem right. Guys are gonna be offsides, and teams are getting screwed because of it. Turns out, Blues or Bruins? Who do you hope to win? St. Louis Blues. I want the Bruins to win. Are you kidding me? Yes. I never thought I would ever say that, but I cannot stand the St. Louis Blues. I just, I don't know why. Maybe it's O'Reilly, but I just. My one beef with the Blues. I, maybe, I think it's not necessarily the Blues. It's Sabres Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear. Because every day you're like, oh my God, the O'Reilly trade, O'Reilly trade, O'Reilly trade, blah, 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 blah. I can't take it anymore. Like, the, we're. The, it's going to be nonstop until Tage Thompson's a 30-goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And I feel sorry for the poor sap that's going to be the 31st pick in the draft to Buffalo. He's already going to have unrealistic expectations for him being a part of the O'Reilly trade. And, yeah, I just hope, hope he pans out because, again, like, Leonard had the trade expectations on him. Didn't meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nylander wasn't Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, people wanted that pick traded for Cam Fowler and everything else. So, yeah, again, I, I feel for this guy that's going to get picked. There's also another hope, though, the 2021 second-round pick. There's also hope for that. But, yeah, I feel I feel for that kid. I feel for him. But, yeah, I want the Blues to, I want the blues to lose. Because, again... I don't want to see the endless memes on Sabres Twitter, Ryan O'Reilly holding the Stanley Cup. Nope, no thanks. I think my, my one beef with the Blues is that they beat the Jets. And and I don't want to see another new new Stanley Cup winner. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another thing. Yeah. This is the fourth straight year with a first-time Western Conference champion. When Sharks, Predators, that's crazy. Golden the Blues Knights. have never lose. Well, they haven't been in the Cup Finals since 1970, so... Yeah, so... A rematch. They have an 0-12 record in the Stanley Cup Final. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it... 
the you, the reverse the sweep in the the back and forth sweep in mm-hmm. in the east the oh, oh my god how did how did it go oh so yeah okay. the penguins got swept by the islanders hurricane the I- sweep the islanders yeah then the hurricane swept the islanders mm-hmm. and then bruins the bruins the swept the hurricanes so that means the blues are gonna sweep the bruins I that would be absolutely this. crazy what if it's one of those deals where the blues just come out and just lambaste them in five games. I hope not. What, O'Reilly's going to get the Game 7 overtime goal, and then Sabres Twitter is going to erupt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sad. Mm-hmm. But just remember, we didn't get this O'Reilly in Buffalo. Right. We did not, so. Jordan <sighs> Bennington, the story continues for him. What do the Blues pay him? RFA. What happens to Billy Huso? Should the Sabres take a flyer on him? I mean, oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot Lucan in. Trading for a goalie. (laughs) Who would do that? (laughs) Uh, What did they pay Jordan Bennington? Like, this is like the... Do you buy the hype? This is like William Carlson, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Just give him a one-year deal, and then if you do it again, and then we'll give you the big deal. Can the Blues follow this up next year? No. I don't see it. They, uh, no way. It's. I don't know. Everyone says they're so deep. They're such a deep team. They are a deep team. Though. I mean, uh, Ivan Barbashev wasn't that great before the playoffs. Uh, Robert Maroon. Thomas wasn't doing. Oh that my great god! I'm so sick of everyone's everyone going. Like, oh, th- how did they not get Robert Thomas? The, everyone was like, "Yeah, Thomas is untouchable. They're not going to trade him." Well, that and, like, Robert Thomas wasn't that great during the regular season either. Yeah, he had, like, 30-something points, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and, like, everyone gets hot during the playoffs. And everyone's buying this, oh, the Blues are so deep. They have Jaden Schwartz, they have Ryan O'Reilly, they have Lamar Tarasenko. Oh, my God. And Give me Jaden Schwartz. Braden Shen. Give me Braden Shen. They have a pretty good defense. But, like, their forward core isn't that... Their defense is... It's quite unproven. They could probably use a defenseman or two. Bowmeister, Edmondson, Pareko, Petrangelo, Petrangelo, Gunnarsson has been Dunn. playing. Vince Dunn, he's is he still hurt? He's Not still sure. Hurt. I haven't been watching. Yeah, but uh, I think it's going to be a great series. I thought for the first couple of games, at least the Western Conference Final is very entertaining. the The Eastern Conference Final was a no contest. I I barely tuned into that series. The Blues have done very well in trades the past couple mm-hmm. of years. The the Shen trade, like, again, they gave two first-round picks in that trade, but Shen has been very good for them. The O'Reilly trade, early returns are fantastic for them. Uh, the the Ryan Reeves trade, mm-hmm. they got Oscar Sundquist out of it. That's right. Also, you they trade up in that to get Clem Costin, I mm-hmm. think. So... Yeah, That's they've, done, they've done well with their drafting, and they've done well with their trading the past couple of years. When they're making documentaries about this Blues team in a few years, they're going to talk about, like, it was, it was a two-year process. You know, you got Sunquist at the draft for Ryan Reeves, and, you know, they're going to have all the executives talking about it. I like Oscar Sunquist a lot. Can Buffalo get, like, he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My God. Can Buffalo just make some good trades this offseason? That would be fantastic. Just, just something... Like, not expected at all. Just something like, oh my god, they just traded 
like next year's first round pick for this guy. Like, mm-hmm. and he's actually good. Yeah. Like, give me Travis Konechny. I we brought him up last time. Mm-hmm. Give me Travis Konechny. What does it What does it take to get Travis Konechny? I don't care. Do it. I think it definitely takes the first round pick because I think he's a valuable player. If it's next year's, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Lottery. Protected. Yeah. Think about it then. Think about it later. Lottery protected. Then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do it right. 2022, how about that? Lowry project this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going back to the conversation about trades. Oh, wait. Can I have one more one more yes, thought? Go ahead, on the playoffs. Evander Kane was just an absolute ghost. He was playoffs. probably hurt, right? I don't know. Evander Kane always hurt. He had to have been hurt. But he did nothing in the playoffs. Had to have been hurt. I think he, he, he scored like one goal in the Vegas series that I remember. Maybe he got hurt in the fight with Reeves. Maybe. The whole team was not, it was, I almost said knocked up, uh, banged up. Uh, but I don't know. He just, he's going to be part of that future core now. Yeah, so. for six more years. Yep. Let's see. Yep. Where do the Sharks go from here, though? Where do they go from here? Carlson's a UFA. Thornton's a UFA. Pavelski's, Pavelski's a UFA. Oh, you got to sign Meyer. I think LeBanc you got to sign as well. Yep. Yep, this was be tough. their best chance they ever had to win the cup. And they don't have a first round pick this year mm-hmm. or next year, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have a second round pick this year either. And they blew it. I mean, injuries got in the way, but you can't blame injuries with the amount of talent that was on that team. Uh, Dylan Gambrell gets their only goal mm-hmm. in in game game six. I thought that was funny because it reminded me of Doug Janik, Doug Janik. <laughs> oh or Doug God. Janik, but. I don't. I don't know where they go. Uh, I think they're so. What if you lose team? all of them? What you're probably losing Carlson, and I, I've seen that maybe Carlson would go to Tampa. How does Tampa fit that in? Obviously, he's gonna like take less. I mean, Hedman's making like less than eight million, so I think uh, you got to think that Carlson would come in around that, especially if you factor in no state income taxes in Florida. So, if the Sharks let Carlson. And Thornton go. They can keep Pavelski. And I then, think Thornton's gonna take a dis- hometown discount. Think so? Yeah, like two million, like one or two million. Mm-hmm. But of course, he's going to Toronto. He's going to Toronto. He's gonna go home, right? No, it's ridiculous. What do the Bruins go after him? <laughs> that would be that would be. A fun I wanted run. Thornton to lift the cup, beating the Bruins. Mm-hmm. I, I that's another thing I wanted to see mm-hmm. that, but uh, I actually didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Pavelski took a hometown discount too. Mm-hmm. Keep the gang together. They knew how close they were this year, but it's just Pavelski. He didn't get like forty goals this year, something like that. Like it's gonna be tough. I Where think... does he go? Where does he go if, if not San Jose? The toughest part for the Sharks has to be overcoming the mental anguish from just coming up short so much. How do you keep coming back from that? They're probably the tough, the the toughest team mentally that I've ever seen. I don't know how they've been able to just keep coming back like this after years and years of disappointment. And especially in 2015 when they missed the playoffs for the first time mm-hmm. in so long and then they come back. They come back and, make and they're the in the cup. playoffs and they, yeah, they go to the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup final they lose. But They've been at the top of the league for 15 years now. 16 yeah. years maybe. Would and you just, take being the San Jose Sharks? Oh, God, no. I couldn't take that. I'd rather take the mystery of what will happen with the Sabres than the pain and torment 
that Sharks fans must go through. I that, That's tough. It, the Sharks are the reason why I fear the day the Sabres are another are a playoff but contender. Our, the, the Sharks are, nece- are pretty much just the Capitals of the West. That's true, yeah. They're the, the Cap- Capitals finally got their cup. Is that worth it at that point then? Yeah, it sucked. you got to wait 10 years, but it's just like you got the, all that regular season success. You have fun players. Who knows and if what the if, Sharks... And, what if the Sharks win the Cup next year? But who knows if that's going to happen? But you if know? they do, it, what a story. What, what a story. story. Yeah, we're all going to be rooting for them. But it's just, again, can they overcome that torment? Like, when does the pressure okay. just I, start to be too again, much? I think if they lose Carlson, they're still a good team. They mm-hmm. were still a good team before they lo- before they had Eric Carlson. They were still a Cup contender before Carlson joined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're probably keeping Thornton. You might lose Pavelski if you can't come to an agreement. Okay, you still—they don't really have guys in the AHL coming up. You don't really have the picks, but they still find talent at the late, later, later rounds of the draft. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Washington was going to win the Cup last year. Nobody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think they're still going to be good. I would not be surprised if they come out next year and win the Stanley Cup. Who knows? The Sharks will still be a good team indeed. You can't predict who's going to win the Cup in this league. You can't do it. It's impossible. But, again, I just think, when does that pressure of we have to win get to you and just make you not want to go on anymore? At what point do they just not want to play anymore? And they're just like, you know what? It's too much. I'm going to go elsewhere and just, I'm going to go join the, I'm going to go join the Bruins and go to a team that actually has a chance and is a consistent Cup contender for real, and not just, you know, a choker, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go there and try and win a cup. Like, at what point does it happen? It has to, no pun intended, it has to be something in the water that the Sharks are swimming in. Yeah, because they keep their core together. Mm-hmm. They don't really shake it up. It's Maybe. been the same core forever. Yeah. It's Pavelski, it's Couture. Vlasic, It's Burns. Vlasic, yep, Burns. Thornton, can't forget him. They lost Marlowe, but... braun has been there a while. Braun is a guy that would be interesting for the Sabres because they do have to make some cap room. And I think he's at like $3 million, something like that, right-handed shot. If they trade Ristoline, and maybe that's a potential replacement. It just it hurt to see Joe Thornton so upset and just hanging his head again. Joe Thornton needs to win a cup. What he must he to. be thinking? Is he thinking, man, I'm a failure. I've never, no, I've never been able to do it. I don't think so. I hope That's something not. that, like, when your career's over and you're reflecting, you're like, wow. His career's almost over. He, I think Joe Thorin can play. I mean, injuries might have something to do with that, mm-hmm. but he's still got at least a few more years left in him. Mm-hmm. Even if he's got to play, like, 45 games, definitely. he That guy's a warrior. He is. It's just, I don't understand why do the Sharks just keep coming back and, like, no. We want we want one more, one more one more round one more round. They keep getting knocked down and they keep getting up. Like you think Rocky's a good story? Oh my God, the Sharks! They're like the aging boxer who just won't quit. Somebody has to put them down to say you got to stop. <laughs> you got to go away. Like it's not going to happen for you. If it didn't happen this year, I don't know when it can happen. But we said that about the Capitals too, yes. and I understand that. But. The Sharks have been going at this longer, at least five years longer than the Capitals were when they won their cup. Mm-hmm. So if it takes five more years for the Sharks to do it, then 
what it's looking well, like. Well, in five years, <laughs> they're going to be in cap jail. It's going to be rough. So you, you got to get your cup now. They should still be going all in. But mm-hmm. anyways, we'll move on here. Uh, also, Brandon Montour, forgot to mention this, uh, MCL injury, I believe, mm-hmm. something like that. Something in the knee. He out for six weeks. Uh, no, He went back to Buffalo. Did we mention Lawrence Pilot's injury? Four to four months, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. pilot had mm-hmm. surgery. We might have talked about it in the last episode. Can't recall. But, yeah, Sabres down three defensemen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, Montour will be back in time for the start of the season. So, Bogosian, Pilot, Lukanen, all out for the start of training camp. So, mm-hmm. that's rough. Uh, okay. So, Vander Kane on topic of the Sharks. Yeah. So, that first-round pick going to the Anaheim Ducks as a result of the Brandon Montour trade. So the 29th pick in Brendan Gooley for Brandon Montour. Do that all day, right? Mm-hmm. All day. Every day. So I'm still a fan. Brandon Montour was not the problem last season. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can swing another deal similar to that at, on the draft floor. Because that's the kind of trade that we were we were anguishing for. That's the trade that we wanted Bottrell mm-hmm. to make. Bring in a good young stud defenseman. Bring in a good young Can roster they player. trade the 30th pick and Alex Nylander for a 22, 23-year-old top nine, top six forward? Somebody good. Someone I young. I think they certainly can. It's somebody just, that's going to... There's no names out there yet that are rumored to be traded. It's just have yet. teams done their homework on Nylander and are like... Oh. There's got to be some teams out there that are like, you know what? He he was handled wrong. Mm-hmm. We can fix him. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some teams out there. Has to be. There has... Like a team like the Minnesota Wild mm-hmm. that are trying to go through their youth movement. Trying to don't out have some a lot of top flight prospects either. Yes, right. Especially, well, they do have some really good forward, young forward prospects, but none like no. I mean, like Joel Erickson, outstanding. Act, he was drafted in twenty fifteen, hasn't really established himself. Luke Cunning, I like him, but Jordan Greenway, Jordan Greenway is really good. Uh, Ryan Donato, I had love a Ryan very Donato. good uh, stint with them. But and then they have uh, Kaprasov in Russia, but who knows if he's coming over anytime soon? So maybe they take a swing. I I could see the Wild taking a swing at Nylander. I don't know what they're looking in for in return though. Maybe that's like a Jason Zucker, mm-hmm. who's still youngish. He's like twenty six, I think. So I don't know. I think a team would take a flyer on Nylander. I, obviously, you're not getting the return you would be getting a couple years ago, but still. Mm-hmm. Can you package a prospect, a younger player in that pick, and get something good similar to the Montour trade? Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Who again? I I like a lot of the prospects in this draft, mm-hmm. but at this point, can they wait three, four years for that pick to turn out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And odds are he's probably going to be third. He's going to be a middle six player anyways. You're mm-hmm. not getting – it's like a coin flip. You're getting someone really good at right. that stage of the draft. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try I'm going to try and brainstorm some ideas here and think of some guys who could potentially – like, nobody thought the Sabres were going to get Brandon Montour. No. Like, I would love to see, like, 
wow, they got that guy. Mm-hmm. Someone that his name wasn't even out there. Right. The fans wanted him because, again, like going back two years, Sabres fans have wanted Brandon Montour. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep the pick, but I don't know, we'll see. Uh, a name that's been coming up recently, Jacob Truba. In the Athletic yesterday, I think his name was tossed around potential fit for the Sabres. With Ristolainen probably going, they're going to need another right-handed shot defenseman. Jacob Truba fit, what do you think? You watch a lot of Jets games. I don't know. I think he's had a lot of... He had 50 points this year, too. I feel like he he and the team have always been at odds. He and the Jets, I remember remember he, he held out for his, his first contract into deep into training camp. I think he... Did he, he might have missed a few regular season games too. I think he might have missed like eight games or so until they, they finally gave him that that bridge deal, if you will. But for me, I've soured on him because of his decision making in the game five against oh, the Blues, yes, yes. Um, like icing the puck and just not tying up Jaden Schwartz and just I, inexcusable to me. So, and I think he just has that. Maybe I'm wrong here, but he has like a bad boy arrogance about him that I, i'm not a fan of get good players that's true get good players what does it take but, though do you have to give up the seventh overall pick for him at that point i'd probably say no but no what if but he's they, a good what player if they do wrist line what if they would do wrist line in one for one i just think that's too ideal to like actually happen mm-hmm. that's too i like, think that was brought up in the athletic article mm-hmm it could make sense because, hey, here's a guy with term. And they're saving money, too. Mm-hmm. The Sabres are going to have to probably pay Drew like seven, seven and a half million, which, mm-hmm. cool, that's fine. He's a 55-point 50, defenseman, so you're going to have to pay premium for those kind of guys. Right. I think I'd do that. Not the seventh overall pick, though. I don't think so. I'd definitely do it because I think Risto's time is it's coming gone. Long gone. Or the writing is on the wall, but I, I think it's coming gone. Another, yeah. I think we talked about this last mm-hmm. time, Brian Callahan. There was, an art, again, an art, article in The Athletic bringing up some potential teams that would trade for Ryan Callahan. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, I think. Give me Matthew Joseph and let's make it happen. Matthew Joseph, Taylor Radish. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other guys. I think Sorelli's off the board. I don't think they're going to trade Sorelli. Right. I think but Sorelli and Joseph were their prize rookies. I think Joseph is the Joseph, I could one. see him going. Mm-hmm. Uh Taylor Radish, I would 100% take him. I'm just going to bring up the Syracuse Crunch roster. What mm-hmm. a team. Syracuse Crunch. There's... Watch, <laughs> we get uh, we get Adam Ernie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no thanks. But, uh, no, uh, they're one of those teams. They're the, the prime trade targets. But, yeah, exciting things happen when you take on salary for, but for other teams. But, again, if the Lightning are going to go try and pursue Eric Carlson, they're going to have to trade, like, three of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to bring up their roster right here. You got... What about Sergachev? They're not going to trade Sergachev. You think they would? No, I don't think so. Alex Barry Boulette. He was an undrafted free agent signing. Oh, man. I want to see his stats. I want to look up their defense. I want to see Alex Barry Boulette's stats here. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's a French-Canadian, so it's probably Barry Boulette. 5'10". 68 points for his first season in the AHL. 34 goals. 100%. Okay, I'll take him in a Callahan trade. Uh, Taylor Radish, he had a very good first year. 
in the AHL as well. 46 points in 70 games. Very good. 18 goals. Uh, I would prefer a roster player, but odds are one of those guys that are probably playing in Buffalo next year. Again, and this is why Tampa is such a good organization because they're probably going to have to trade JT Miller and then one of Yanni Gord, uh, Tyler Johnson, That's or Andre Pallett, and then you got all these guys in Syracuse that are just going to come up and be good. I'm not so sure I'd want Pallett out of that deal. I don't want JT Miller. We don't need another 40-point getter. But, yeah, a guy like Miller's said, still like, kind of young, though. He's like 26. A, a Yanni Gord, who, who has fire and physicality. Tyler Johnson. Center, too. Mm-hmm. Center. I think Gord would probably be my preferred trade acquisition. But, again, if you're, if you're taking Callahan... How much do you have to give up to get Gord or somebody else? Mm -hmm. Like, basically, I think if you're getting one of the prospects, you're probably getting them for pretty much free. I feel like they'd be content with the 31st pick. 31st pick for what? Well, included in a Callahan and whatever else. I feel like if you're taking on Callahan, you should be getting more for basically free. You think so? Yeah. Like the, like the Connor Sherry trade. Like you're helping right, you're helping them retain Braden Point, mm-hmm. and then possibly sign Eric Carlson. So, and then they're I mean, helping Callahan. You you're you. clearing them five point six million. Right, right. And then if you're taking on Yanni Gord or J T Miller, you're clearing ten million out for them, too, and then that allows them to sign Eric Carlson. I don't think that warrants giving up a first round pick. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm just marveling at the fact here. that Corey Conacher played for them last season. Played a game. Yeah, he signed an extension too. I think he's there for two more years. Wow. He's been around. But yeah, that's another thing to keep an eye. And Callahan's only got one year left. They can even buy him out, whatever. Or even he's from Rochester. Maybe he'll want to play in Rochester, but he'll probably want to play. Uh, Is Ryan Callahan it, really like? It would probably be tough for them to fit Oposo and Callahan in the lineup, oh, especially yeah, with them yeah. both being right-wingers, so I'm not sure. Ooh, Callahan only had 17 points. And how much longer does he have left on One, his deal? This is the last year of his deal. I think it's like $5.8 million. Man, I didn't realize how like bad his numbers had become. That's sad. And I remember when he became a free agent, a lot of Sabres fans wanted them to sign Callahan. 18 points that last year? That would have year. been Molson on steroids. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, not good. Wow, I, I didn't realize it was that. Uh, what should the word be? Futile, I guess? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, our mock draft that we just put out, I think, last week. Uh, Bill and I, uh, we put out another mock draft. I'll just go through the top ten, I mm-hmm. guess. I'll do Bill's first. So he's got the Devils taking Jack Hughes, Rangers taking Capacaco. Chicago taking Bowen Byram, Colorado from Ottawa taking Dylan Cousins, L.A. taking Alex Turcotte, Detroit at 6 taking Vasily Podkolzin, uh, Buffalo taking Matt Boldy at 7, Edmonton taking Cole Caulfield, Ducks taking Trevor Zegers at 9, and Vancouver at 10 selecting Philip Broberg. And with the 30th pick, he has Buffalo taking Jacob Peltier. So now going over to mine, my top 10. New Jersey taking Jack Hughes, 
Kapokako going to the Rangers, Byram to Chicago, Alex Turcott, who everyone in Buffalo wants, going to Colorado at four. The Kings taking Dylan Cousins, Pod Colson to the Red Wings, Caulfield to Buffalo, uh, Zegris to Edmonton, Matt Boldy to the Ducks, and Victor Soderstrom to the Canucks. And with the 30th pick, I have Buffalo selecting centerman Johnny Beecher from the United States National Team Development Program. I think I might have talked about Beecher last week, but I'll just say a few words on him. Of course, we've talked about Cole Caulfield a lot on the podcast. I think Beecher could be a real like sleeper in this draft. I think with the development team having the center depth that they've had with Hughes, Zegris, and Turcotte all playing center for them over the course of the year, some one of them switching to wings sometimes, Beecher was in a bottom six role, still produced fairly well. And if he was playing in the top six with those guys, I think he would be in the conversation to be a top 15 pick. Take a flyer on him with 30th pick. I think he's a safe bet to be a really good third-line center. And maybe he can be better than that. We'll see how he gets developed, but I, I really like Johnny Beecher. I think he'd be perfect fit. I've been advocating for investing in defense in the first round, and I know 30th, 31st pick isn't much different from a second-round pick, but I don't see much on defense in that Mm. stage, though, with 30th pick. Trying Mm -hmm. to think. It'd be like Alex Vlasic, Matt Robertson. I'm looking for hit the home run. Mm -hmm. Hit the home run. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like Bill, he picked. He had the Sabers picking Jacob Peltier. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That would be. I think I had him going before. That's why I, if he's on the board, I think you pick him. But there's there's some good options if they mm-hmm. keep, if they decide to hold on to the pick. But yeah, Caulfield, Turcotte, Zegris, uh, Boldy, pick one of those Americans. And I I'm worried. I think they're gonna take a Canadian. I think they're gonna take a Canadian, and nobody is really talking about any of the Canadians, like the. Dylan Cousins, Kirby Doc. I, I'm worried that Sabres Twitter is going to melt down when on the draft night. Anything will set off Sabres Twitter. Again, I don't care what country the guy's from. Pick a good player. Mm-hmm. If Pod Colson, if they decide to go with him and you got to wait a couple years for him to come over and he's really good, fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fine. Uh, I get Pod Colson mixed up with crab stuff. Because Vitaly and Vasily, mm-hmm. similar names. Okay, is it time for the logo? Yes, it is. Oh, baby. All right, so the the war on Twitter. Okay, right. The there's the. I don't even know if there is a navy blue crowd. To be honest with you, no, I don't know if there. No, there is no navy. If blue there's a little crowd. pocket of resistance here or there, then. There's the Royal Blue fanatics, okay? They love Royal Blue more than the team itself, okay? The Buffalo Sabres have unveiled two 50th anniversary logos. And much to the chagrin of Sabres Twitter, the logos are navy. And they have the same shade of yellow that is on the uniform. Now, this would come to no surprise to anyone who maybe saw the Adidas style guide. Me? Mm-hmm. Yes, you saw. <laughs> uh, you, yes. You, uh, you had 
you had it in your hands. Correct. Right? You Correct. Had the I style work retail. In your hands. Yes. Uh, but you can go on Aesthetics, one of my favorite uniform blogs. Uh, even UniWatch, Uniwatch Paul yeah. Lucas sometimes has the style guides for different teams. This is how the insiders find out what teams are switching next year. And this Buffalo is, is not switching next year. That is correct. And I saw this style guide December 21st, 2018. Yes, a while and, ago. And, and I've been telling people, I've been telling, I sent you information when I was looking at yes. it. Like, hey, I have the style guide right now. And I was telling you, like, yeah, the Hurricanes are in here for a new away. Um, but, yeah. Are the Canucks getting new uniforms? The Canucks are getting, according to the style guide... Two alternates and... And new a new uniforms. home and away. Yes. Yeah, which could be anything from just getting rid of Vancouver on the chest, really. Could be, yeah. uh, could be anything. Collar changes. Like, the Blackhawks Black, are getting... The Blackhawks are in there. They're just changing their collar. But, pretty much, this when a team is in there for a jersey change, and this is for, hey, this is what you can order for the fall of 2019... For retailers, so you can make your order now and we'll send it to you. If a team isn't changing, it just has the normal home and away. The Sabres are in there, just has their normal home and away listed. If a team is changing, it says classified over it. And like a white jersey, yeah. you can't see anything. It's just classified. It's redacted. The Sabres did not have that. They did have classified on the third on, on a third jersey, though. So we knew from then, okay, we're, we're getting, getting a third, a third jersey. jersey. But awesome. Again. They changed jerseys in 2017 with mm-hmm. the new Adidas jerseys. They right. they changed it. They changed the template. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the pit stains and the apron stripes. And technically, that's a uniform change. Yes. So we can't... There and is, it, again, I why didn't they just go all the way then? I don't understand, but again, okay, back to you. Yeah, and oh, I forgot, I forgot to mention, you need to keep the new design for three years. For three years. And the third year would be next season. Now I know that okay. that rumor it's it's all just it's hearsay to some people because nobody has given a source on it. Just know that it's a thing. The NFL does it too. I think the NFL might be five years. Um, that's why the Buccaneers haven't changed their monstrosity. But um, I think the Jaguars changed actually after theirs. But it's a thing. I don't know what where it is in the rule book, but it happens. I don't know if it's because of uh, I don't know if it's because of manufacturers or something, or if it's trouble for the league for some reason. In soccer, they change every year. Yeah, yeah, they change every, every single year. There's yeah. ads and whatnot, everything. But it's a thing. Again, I don't know the source, but it's common knowledge, pretty much. It's it's just like alternate jerseys. You need them for at least two. I know that they had to keep the turd burger for mm-hmm. another year. Right. It, it's just, it's it's kind of just it's it's common knowledge, kind of. It's out there. Um, but the Sabres, I don't blame people, okay, who are upset because not everybody sees a style guide. Not everybody is a uniform fanatic. Well, this is, it, the information has been out there. They're not changing the Royal Blue Nuts right. for their home and aways. Right. There was never, the Sabres never even addressed it. Like, and that's the problem mm-hmm. with everyone got their hopes up mm-hmm. and was like, oh, they're just going to change for the 50th anniversary. It's just, they're just going to no. do it then. No, Like, what, this is the Buffalo Sabres, mm-hmm. the Pagula run Buffalo Sabres that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What, in on God's green earth reason, has this ownership group, this organization showed that they're going to do anything that the fans mm-hmm. want? Now, I don't, I don't blame people because not, not everybody is, like I said, uniform obsessed like I am. But, People are obsessed or upset 
over a change that was never, never going to happen. It was never in the works. Yes. Never. It was never, ever even discussed for next season. It was never planned. Mm-hmm. We weren't in there to get New Jerseys. Like, the Senators, they're already discussing their New Jerseys. We know they're getting them. The Oilers have acknowledged they're getting a third jersey next year. Um, they're getting another? What the, What about yes. the blue? Apparently it's they're going... They, they're scrapping The it? rumors I've heard... Oh, wasn't the blue just like a... Heritage? It was a Heritage yeah, jersey. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, apparently, the Oilers are getting a blue alternate with no white. So it's fine. Oh, it's yeah, I think I saw that. It was just blue. I yeah. Think, I, I didn't mind that. And actually. there's a prototype that leaked, which may or may not be real. But it's just it. like two orange it's an orange bar on each sleeve and an orange bar at the the waist and navy blue so very very simple but i want to lose my train of thought here but the change is never going to happen mm-hmm. it, it's just it it's, wasn't it's gonna so happen. Yes, this was not a surprise and so it's just navy. funny to me i don't want to feel like i'm not trying to be all high and mighty right now but it's it's just it's just like it's amusing watching this all unfold and it's like people this was never the plan in the first place. You're all getting worked up over nothing because you want something to complain about. And another thing, people, like, nobody knows what shade of royal blue <laughs> yes. they want. Someone, okay. Someone I, photoshops the the 50th anniversary ro- logo to make it royal blue. and they're, That's not the that's real not royal That's not the right blue. shade of that's royal blue. That's not the right one. It has to be at least two times more royal than that. Like, how do we measure what royal blue is? Like, your shirt there... That's royal blue. Yes, this this, is, royal this blue. is also royal blue. Yes. Okay, it's a little darker, but it's also royal mm-hmm. blue. What we don't even know what shade of royal blue we're talking about. Yes, and also, people blue. say that they can't produce the right royal blue anymore. Get out of here! Like what? Oh my god! I don't. I don't understand. Like I just bought a royal blue Sabres jersey last mm-hmm. year. That it was. I can tell you, it was new. It they was literally new. just made a winter classic jersey with, with royal, royal blue. blue. Yes, it is possible. Who's saying this? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm going to bring up the it, logos. It's Stop getting so worked up over it. Because it was It's going to happen eventually. It is. And Just you know what? Someday, not today. Na- Newsflash. Navy isn't even that bad. Navy blue is not bad. People don't like it because, one, we haven't won in it. And, two, we wore royal blue in the past. And people just like that better. Navy's a good look. The yeah, Sabres. The Sabres never wore royal blue. I think people would like the jerseys. The Sabres whether you like to hear us or not, are one of the better-looking teams in the NHL. We should be damn grateful for that. Because we could look like the Flames, and we could have horrible striping and everything on our sides. Or We could look at the Capitals and have a Reebok Edge template from 2008. <laughs> yes. With weird shapes and everything. They have hexagons on their forearms. Like, we could be... We could look so... Or rhombus. Yeah. Good news, though, on the logo on the 50th anniversary... On the alternate mm-hmm. one that came out second... There appears to be no, no uh, gray, no gray, and no silver. Yeah, no silver on the logo, mm-hmm. and no like unnecessary lines and whatnot. Right. On it. Uh, hold on, that froze for Just some reason. Get rid of the gray. Get rid first. of the gray. Did you see the the Photoshop that Aesthetics did? I'm gonna bring it up. I don't think so. I'm gonna try and find it. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, but. It's gonna happen eventually. I think it's just you can't ignore it for this long if you're the Sabers, but. The bottom line is, this was never happening this season. What and do you think of that? Oh, I did they see that. Did, they eliminated unnecessary lines, the silver, the and nose they also kinda... got rid of like the weird, like this thing, the thing next to the eye. Right. I don't know what that is. Right. And also like the streaks. Yeah. Along the 
the buffalo. That I think is to imply it's charging, which we can see. I don't think they need that anymore. No. Why not remove it? Why not clean up the logo? Right. I, and that I like is that. extremely clean. That That's clean. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it better than what it is now. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll retweet this on the Charging Buffalo account right. right now so you guys can look at it if you want. But mm-hmm. And then I want to, like, talk about the logos in a second. I'll try and yeah. find it one yeah. second. But the patch can't just be royal blue. You can't wear a royal blue patch on a navy logo. It when it con- it would just be a weird contrast. It wouldn't it wouldn't mesh well. It would look ugly. Too many shades of blue interacting. Mm-hmm. My God. The only thing that we have to complain about, there's playoffs going on, and everything is what color we're wearing, and I care a lot too. But it's like, oh my God, like team like good teams don't have this problem. I don't think it's necessarily a bad logo. It's though. a beautiful logo. I, I like it. Like if you look at the Canucks logo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it why they had the hockey stick. Yeah. I don't like the Canucks. Maybe they're logo. bringing the hockey stick back. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not a bad logo. I I don't really like the the buffalo at the bottom. I think it'd look better without it, but mm-hmm. I really like the alternate one. Mm-hmm. I think they should put that at center ice. I yeah. think that would look really good. And again, you zoom in here, cleaned up logo. There's no silver. Mm-hmm. So I think my big thing here is, what is that third jersey going to look like? Are they going to listen to the fans? Or are they... I, I imagine the pushback if there's like a leaked picture, like how the turd burger was revealed. Like, you have Kyle Oposo standing in the locker room wearing a navy blue third jersey. Could you imagine the pushback? Oh, man. Did, did Sabres you... Twitter would melt down. Did you see the TJ Luckman tweet about what he heard about the third jersey? No. Because I know Matt Bove tweeted a couple days ago that he doesn't even expect the third jersey to be royal blue. What if they put out another yellow third jersey? They give it another try. TJ, he said something along the lines of, it's not going to be what fans are expecting, but he doesn't necessarily think it's going to be bad. But, I mean, where else do you go? Is this uh, sources type of thing? I know you said something. You have connections with... Somebody who has seen it, right? I don't know if you want to say it, comment on it or not, what that person told you or not, but... I actually don't remember. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Hang on, I'm, uh... Let me see here. It has to be. What if they... Maybe they're just bringing back the Winter Classic. He says... I think I know what direction they're going with the alternate this year, and I can't say whether I like it or not, but I think I understand it. Mm. So. I don't know. I don't like the sound of that. I don't know. Maybe, and I saw a really cool concept that someone made, like like the Ducks did, combining aspects of every uniform they've worn. So we'd have the the goat head side striping. Okay. It would be blue and gold. Blue shoulder yoke with uh, blue and yellow uh, goat head striping on the sides. And then the winter classic arm striping. 
All right. And then, all right. The this is why I didn't like the font, like on the name font on the back. Roadhead. It was the slug font, oh. like like the slug word mark font, like the italicized sabers. Mm-hmm. I do the sideways thing, like. <laughs> To symbolize I, want, I, I would like the goat head font to come back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. But you gotta maybe incorporate... They're, maybe they're bringing back the goat head. I think... I would not this mind... This fast they, one, honestly. If they brought back the goat head mm-hmm. for next year, it's not royal blue, they make it the third jersey, and then they switch to royal blue the year after, I uh-huh. think that's a win. Like, you want royal blue? Guess what, baby? Guess what? Boom, We're going goat head. back to the goat You head. didn't even know you wanted the goat head more than you wanted royal blue, but here it is. There's a lot of people that prefer the goat head mm-hmm. over royal blue coming back. I think it harkens I would have thought. better memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing here for me is they have not won anything mm-hmm. with with their current this, set. With this set and the, the set before the Reebok set. Right. Change. Just change. Like... It's a new era. Let's do this. Okay, maybe they're not good next year. The, okay, the year after that, okay, it's on. Mm-hmm. It's on. Like, the 21-22 season, they have to be like, okay, this is a new era. We are wearing royal blue. Uh, we're going to wear the goat head some nights, mm-hmm. and it's on. Yep. Let's go. Man, I I love talking about royal blue. I can't wait for the draft just for all the developments in. And they're gonna, I think they're unveiling the jersey at the draft too, right? Because if that's the case, then we're gonna find out when whoever, if it's you know uh, Terry Bagula's grandson or something, is carrying the jersey up, we're gonna find out when it's all folded up, and yes. we're gonna say, "What color is that?" Well, like that's the, not or, the right shade of royal blue. Yep, the Oilers when they drafted McDavid, orange, orange. Like, oh my god, it's an orange jersey. It's going to be a surprise. They're going to have it. It's like, oh, oh, there's that first glimpse of it. Now, the tension of it being unraveled and whatnot. But, ooh, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun summer just for uh, that reason. Now I'm going to have to drop a bunch of money on a jersey. I'm going to try and find. Yes, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. See yeah. that? Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, gun Buffalo wallpapers, charging Buffalo contributor. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of. Photoshops of he makes all of our graphics pretty yeah. much, mm-hmm. and look, they got the yellow oh, Buffalo yeah. logo oh, on yeah. the helmet. I like it. I like it. I can I can get down with that. And again, it's basically mm. the simplified logo. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Royal That's blue. Beautiful. Uh, what about this? That is one of the best jersey swaps I've ever seen. It's the mm-hmm. one. Go to Buffalo Wallpapers Instagram. It's the one of Eichel wearing the goat head. Ooh, it is just something to marvel at. I would not. If they bring the goat head back next year, I would not complain. No, I, don't I would think... buy a Jack Eichel mm-hmm. goat head jersey without thinking. Yeah, yeah, because like, and he even like this is a beautiful, just a beautiful swap. Mm-hmm. He he Adidasified it. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, he Adidas the collar. Ooh, mm-hmm. oh my God. ooh, it's job well filthy. done, mm. Jordan. Beautiful. Mm. Filthy. All right, do you have anything else to comment on before we get into the Twitter questions I don't. of the day? Okay. No, 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 nothing. I, I think I let out everything I wanted to about the jersey, certainly. Okay. Um, Twitter questions. I Again, if you've made it this far into the show as well, thank you very much. Yes. We got 500-something listeners last week. Was it 600? Uh, so yeah, 600. 600-something listeners so last week. Listeners so. are coming back up. Thank you all very much. Okay, well, there's an article on The Athletic right now from Joe Yurden. If the Sabres were to trade Rasmus Ristolainen this summer, which teams would be a good fit? Polled some of his athletic colleagues. 
uh, in the search for an answer. So I'm definitely going to look at that. And I I think somebody on the TCB account just quote tweeted it and said, "Would the Sabers trip?" Would the Sabres like Lucic? Question mark. So I'm gonna assume that somebody in Edmonton was like, "Yeah, why not Milan Lucic to Buffalo?" Woo. Okay, so we got a few questions. We decided to go to Twitter today for that, and we will oh. start with this. I see my boy John Krieger down there. Uh, if 40 slash 35 provide below league average goaltending through the first half of next year and depend okay 40 slash 35 Hutton and Allmark uh below league average goaltending next year for the first half of the season and depending on how Uko Pekalukinen starts in Rochester uh albeit due to the hip surgery mm-hmm. uh are we in line for a Carter Hart type clamoring for the next goalie for the fan base yes probably where I can see it now probably mm-hmm. And I think Lukanen could handle it. You think so? Why not try it? Like you're not gonna screw the guy up by putting him in for five. Put him in for five games. If he's not good enough, send him back to Rochester. He's twenty. I don't know if I want to play around with that. Goaltending. Goaltending though, you don't want to take. I don't. I want to take the risk. Screwing with the kids. Because even uh, Hart wasn't lighting the world on fire in Lehigh Valley. He wasn't even doing good. Down That's there. true. Like if he's not even if Lukanen's just okay in Rochester next year, if he's even starting, like he could be the backup for all I care and bring him up. Why not? You, again, Bennington. They brought him up from the minors. Was he? Yeah, he. They brought him up from the minors, right? Yep. He was the. They gave him and, the yeah. chance. Mm-hmm. Give Lukanen the chance. If Hutton and Allmark aren't getting it done, you have to take a chance. And again, the Blues did this. They fired their coach, they brought up Ruby, and they brought up Bennington. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. You're not gonna if you're not getting the results, you have to take chances to try and better the situation and not sit on your hands and just watch it burn down. I think it's it's just a case by case basis though with goalies. Because like you're not trading for a guy. There's never quality goaltenders available. If you're trading for a guy, you're getting Carter Hutton too. You know? Mm-hmm. Like somebody similar. To what you already have, it's goalies. It's just a delicate position. I but think. what if you bring up Lukanen and he's fantastic, and then he he turns your season around? Well, then you keep him. Exactly. If he's fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. And if he's not good enough, or if he's just like, you know, like Hutton and Allmark, you just send him back. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a new want. NHL. I think Carter Hart, him coming up for the Flyers last year and basically turning their season around and just coming up short of the playoffs, I think he set a new precedent for mm-hmm. goal, young goalies playing in the league right away. Right. Because why not? Well, that, that's a great question. Thanks for that. Uh, John, he asked that. Uh, Will asks, how do you feel about Rasmus Ristolainen going to Edmonton for the eighth overall pick? We got Turcotte and Caulfield. Oh, I'd love it, but I don't know if I don't. Yeah, know does Edmonton do say mm-hmm. yes though? That's the thing. They might actually have competent leadership yes. now. I think Ken Holland would be a Rasmus Ristolainen guy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he wants to make a big maybe splash. You have, if you even if at, at that point you have to add the thirty-first pick, I'd mm-hmm. do that. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, you get like in this scenario, he says you get Turcotte and Caulfield. Absolutely. 
One of them is or going even, to hit at least. Or even if you want to draft a defenseman like Soderstrom mm-hmm. or uh, Broberg, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Get a right-handed. I think both are right-handed shot. Almost positive. I know Soderstrom's right-handed shot. I'm not positive on Broberg, though. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would prefer that they get immediate help for Ristolainen, but if you're trading Ristolainen for immediate help, you're not getting that potential like elite player. Mm-hmm. If you trade him for that pick and you draft Cole Caulfield, you're getting a potential 40-goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not trading Ristolainen for a 40-goal scorer, but you're trading him in this scenario for a potential 40-goal scorer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But absolutely, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I like this one. So we were sent a screenshot of a question that was sent in to a different podcast, perhaps. And he said, I thought this was an interesting question for Sabres and Bills fans. And this says, uh, okay, so this is the 20th anniversary since Dan Snyder bought the Redskins. If you could change one day in the history of your team, what would it be? Mm. Wide right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. That changes everything. We'll go Sabres, though. We'll go Sabres. Okay, Sabres. Okay. Um... Gotta this might require some thought. July first, two thousand seven, right? I think that would be it. Has to be. It has to be. That changed. Yeah, it changed everything. It's why we're at where we're right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. July first, two thousand seven. That's why. Like again, <laughs> that was the downward spiral, and they're still feeling it today, mm-hmm. even though both of them are retired. Still digging your way out of that grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know what you. What you guys, what day you guys would change? But mm-hmm. I think we're both in agreement here. Yeah, July that's fine. 1st, 2007. Yeah. Uh, John asks, who will be the most improved player next season? Can I say Victor Olafson? He wasn't really okay on the okay. team though. That's true. I'm gonna <sighs> guess. You know what, Marco Scandella. Okay. Marco Scandella. That's going to be my pick. And uh, honorable mention, Tage Thompson. Okay. Tage Thompson. I'm going to go Alex Nylander. Okay. I think he showed some stuff when he was here. Yeah, he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, it would be hard for Vladimir Saboka not to improve. Yeah, so, that's if true. he's still here. That's true. And not in Siberia. Connor Sherry, maybe. He was good, but... Um, I, I like Connor Sherry. Mm-hmm. I really like him. He can absolutely I stay. I hope he uh, has a resurgence next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last one from Andrew. Does Skinner resign? If no, how do we survive? I think the Sabres are going to sign Skinner. I think people are just like, ah, I can't have any confidence in this team right now. So I'm it's gonna not going to happen. I'm going to be positive and say it'll get done. And if it, if it doesn't, which I think it will... I, I have no solution ready. At there the is no solution. You have there to is no, no. You gotta get it done. Anything less is just mindless, and it says to you for one on the air. It's just absent-minded if you let him go and oblivious to what we need. And it's 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 far, it's a fireable offense in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we'll end off with that. All right. Is anything else you want to touch on? Want to mention? No, no. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this episode. Uh, if you like the every other week format that we've been doing the past few episodes, let us know if you want every week. Again, we can do that, but 
there's more I feel like there's more to talk about when we do every other week so and more people listen to yeah so yeah just let us know uh we were of course we were back in the studio today mm-hmm. if you want again uh interviews possibly we can do that possibly via Google Hangouts if you want uh if you want us to bring in any of the other Charging Buffalo contributors, we mm-hmm. can do that as well. Maybe we can have one of them in the studio too. Mm-hmm. We shall see, but yes, uh, follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter as well, Joe TCB NHL, and you can follow Luke at LVKETCB. Uh, the combine is coming. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll be able to attend. Yeah, uh, draft is coming up as well, so more draft coverage on the podcast and we will see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone.